Hi, folks. This is Tim Heidecker. You might know me from Tim and Eric and from other uh, movies and TV shows and everything. I host a semi-weekly call-in show called Office Hours. It's uh, broadcast live on my YouTube channel, and it becomes a podcast almost immediately afterwards. So sign up. Thanks to Starburns Audio for making it possible. It's a terrific show. We take your calls. We talk about whatever you want, and we respect you, and we, lo- we love listening to your thoughts. It's a lot of good. It's a lot of fun, and we have Doug Lucenhop, DJ Doug Pound, with me. It's a show that you're going to want to explore. It's a show you're going to want to share with your family and your friends and pass along to your uncle. I think he's going to enjoy it as well. Hi, I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott. And this podcast is brought to you by Everything's, Everything's Coming Up Simpsons. Simpsons. Make sure to tune in on September 11th. We are talking about the episode Radio Bart with a special guest you may recognize. Hi, I'm Nancy Cartwright. And actually, I'm Bart Simpson. Who the <gasps> hell are you? Ah! We're so excited. Oh, this, this is so good. This was one of our favorite episodes you've ever done. Mark your calendars. I don't know. You're probably already downloading it. What? What is this life? Uh, September 11th, we are joined by, you already heard her, Nancy Cartwright. We're so excited. Please tune in. All right. Today's episode is brought to you by Last Rampage, the new true crime film starring Robert Patrick, Heather Graham, and Bruce Davison. And we had the pleasure of speaking to someone involved with the movie. My name is Robert Patrick. I play Gary Tyson. That's Gary Tyson with an I in the film Last Rampage. Evil broke loose in 1978. Arizona State Penitentiary. You know, that was interesting. What, what, what it was like playing a real person as opposed to a, a fictional character. It, it was really trying to wrap your head around how this guy could do some of the things that he could do. That was the, the things that you were drawn on. Of course, I, I, there was no way you're going to try to do an impersonation of a guy, nor was I going to try to, you know, get as heavy as the guy... Uh, I didn't have enough time to really go that route, but I, I, you know, I found him really, really interested in trying to live up to the charisma that he had. I fell in love with the folklore of the story, like there, you know, the the whole idea that he was a guy that was raised uh, during the Great Depression. See that, from a historical point of view, those kind of stories resonate with me. That yearning for something better, trying to find it, have to steal to get it. How do you deal with that if you're a religious person? You know, how do you run underneath that? How do you justify it? He had a double life sentence that he began to push his wife and his kids to say, God, you know, I'm going to serve one term, and when I die, I'm going to serve another term in hell. Uh, I got to get out of this. And and the, the, the link that he was willing to... Uh, go-to to get his kids to help him get through this and get him out of prison was it was fascinating to me don't miss last rampage the true story of the prison break of gary tyson in theater september 22nd and available for on-demand pre-order august 22nd find out more on twitter by following at last rampage film or on facebook.com slash last rampage film
This episode of The X-Files Files is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it easy and fast to create your own professional website, portfolio, and online store. For a free trial and 10% off, visit squarespace.com and enter offer code XFILESFILES at checkout. A better web starts with your website. So this episode, uh, I have my friend Ricky Carmona coming on, who's an old-school X-Files fan. Uh, we started comedy in Chicago together. He lives here in L.A. now. Big fan of the show. The two episodes we were talking about are Ghost in the Machine and Ice. And I think Ice is the first really great um, X-Files episode. Um, Ghost in the Machine, um, I thought it would be interesting to talk about because it's sort of, you know, one of the things that come up is the um, technology of the era and it's sort of an is- interesting insight into you know the, how people were afraid of computers and what they thought they were going to turn out to be and stuff like that. So it's interesting from that perspective. It's not one of the better X-Files episodes. So if you're going to see one, see Ice. Um, and then you can either skip to you know, when we start talking about Ice or listen to uh, both of them. One of the episodes we skipped was Jersey Devil, which is sort of, you know, just not a great episode. I decided to skip it because if people haven't watched the show before, that's one that they could watch and be like, I don't know if the show is that good anymore. But someone actually emailed me. I'm gonna, uh, John A. is his name. I'm not going to say his last name. And he said that there's actually a great multi-character moment in Jer- Jersey Devil. He says, after the opening credits, the first shot is of Scully walking in on Mulder reading a porno mag, something called Hanky Panky. Mulder is not embarrassed but rather humored by this and even reads some of the magazine to Scully as he brandishes the page to her like it's a clever New Yorker cartoon. He is comfortable enough in himself to show off his porno stash to his young female partner and not even in a creepy way. What makes the scene work is that Scully is comfortable enough with Mulder and likes him enough, even at this early stage in the series, to mock him for having porn and not be freaked out by him reading it. So, you know... Mulder's porn thing is something that sort of develops over the course of the show. I didn't realize that it shows up so early uh, in the season. Um, it shows up in Jersey Devil. So, you know, uh, that's a fun little thing that you missed if you didn't watch that episode. And you know what? Go back and watch it if you want to. We're not going to be discussing it on the show. I consider it a non-essential episode. But even the Bad Exiles episodes are, you know, fairly watchable. So if you guys enjoy this episode with Ricky Carmona. Hey, welcome to the X-Files Files. I'm Kumail Nanjiani, your host. Our guest today is the wonderful Ricky Carmona. Ricky. How you do, sir? Good. What's going on? Thanks so much for coming, dude. This is very exciting. It is. We've, <laughs> we've been talking about X-Files for years. Yeah, for we, a minute, dude. For, for a long, long, long time. Yeah. And now we're just going to have some of those conversations again. <laughs> and people will be able to hear them. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's why this is great. I, I, you know, I was when I had the idea, like, I was like, should I do it? I talked to maybe 10 people. And seven of them were like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> but the three people that were really into it, I was like, no, it's for those three. <laughs> and and it's also like, I got to have enough people that I can have on and talk about. Oh, for sure. Right? The, 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 I, the, I was talking about uh, about it with someone before I came over here, what I was going to do. And then we started talking about like, man, you have a fucking daunting experience ahead of you. Because oh, yeah. there's like, 
I, l- I looked on Wikipedia. There's like 202 episodes of the X Files, and uh, I know you're not doing every one, but it's no, still like it's still a lot. Whew. It's a lot, and I'm yeah. not skipping that many. Oh, really? I'm only skipping like the real bad ones. Like so, so far, I've skipped I think two. Okay. Uh, well, one is the one with the um, the Jersey Devil one. Which, oh, terrible. Yeah. Terrible. We didn't do that one. Yeah. That's the thing. Everyone's like, hey, you should do all of them. We want to hear about that, too. No. Like, you know what? You watch them, and, <laughs> and you talk to your friends about yeah. them. <laughs> don't bring me into it. I've seen this so many times. I don't need to see it one more time. Oh, for sure. Even though, even the episode that I had to watch, uh, that I watched. Ghost in the Machine. Ghost in the Machine. For a second, it was, it was the one that I thought was the guy is like a, a general in the military, and he gets like possessed... Uh, like every like oh the the space one yes with the face the Mars face yes yeah yeah yeah. that's one we're skipping yeah that one's terrible and that 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 was initially when you sent me that I was like oh shit I gotta fucking watch that one that one's one's gonna be rough that one's goofy as fuck because remember that it all started because there's one picture. That with this lighting and whatever, Mars looks like Mars has a face on it. Yeah. And it's clearly just lighting. Oh, for sure. But of course, people are like, oh, what, what is that? <laughs> well, even if there's aliens on there, yeah. the whole planet is not going to look like an alien face. <laughs> like, Earth doesn't look like <laughs> like a guy's face. Do you remember seeing that image, though? Like, I remember being yeah. a kid and seeing, like, that image in National Enquirer all the time. So, like, when I would watch the X-Files, I'd be like, this is how they're blending the uh-huh. real world yeah. uh, with, like, you know, science yeah. fiction it's so great. Yeah, it was it was that one and Bat Boy. Those are the ones I really. Do you remember Bat Boy? What was, what was Bat Boy? Bat Boy was this kid who just. It was clearly a doctored image, but it looked like a kid who had sharp ears, and it was like you know, like a bat mutant boy. Not real, but they're like, oh, somebody had this baby. Look at this thing. Not real. Oh man. But uh, th- so um. So you were an X-Files fan when it first came out, right? Big time. From the beginning. From the beginning. You've seen all of it. All of them. And now we're watching it again. Yeah. So we're going to talk about two today, Ghost in the Machine and Ice. Mm -hmm. And if you... Well, part of the reason that I'm skipping the bad ones is because it's also meant for people who aren't like huge X-Files fans. And you kind of have to guide people through it. It's a show that's over 20 years old. You don't want to hit a major snack three episodes in and be like, fuck this show. Oh, totally, dude. I I think in the first episode, you're telling this story about how you were getting Emily into it. Mm-hmm. And I had the same I had the same experience where I was getting an ex into it. I was like, you gotta watch this show, The X-Files. It's the best thing ever. You're gonna love it. Just hyping it up so much. Oh, yeah. And I think it was season six yeah. where, like, you could just start to tell, like, oh, I was just apologizing a lot after, like, just, every Sunday. Like, you know, listen. that one wasn't that good, <laughs> but next week, trust me, it's gonna be great. Yeah. You're gonna, this is the one you're gonna love. It's tough. Well, I, with Emily, it was all done, so I had to, like, map it out. You know, I was like, oh. all right, this is my favorite, but she's not ready for that <laughs> yeah. yet. That's gonna be, like, episode five, oh. you know? I wish I, I wish I had that luxury. Yeah, I was yeah. still just like, this is gonna be so good. Yeah. This is gonna be so good. Yeah. Well, season six is the one where I think uh, there's some really, really great standalone episodes, but mm-hmm. that's where the mythology sort of starts dying. Yeah. It's after the movie. I, I really thought they could have ended it uh, when they pretty much just like they explain like the whole conspiracy and the deal made between. Uh, oh wait. Let's not oh, do that, spoilers. Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. We can't do, do that. Yeah, let's not do spoilers. Yeah. Oh, damn. They could have, but they could Maybe have Maybe it's called, it. like, The Red and the Black or something, the episode. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That was, like, a great, like, oh, if the show ends here, I've got all the information I need. For, I can I can, yeah. I can, can formulate whatever else happens in my yeah. head and, and be okay with that. Yeah. But yeah. then it fucking kept going. It kept going. It kept, kept going. going. Uh, so this episode, so we're talking about two. Uh, Ghost in the Machine is the one, uh, is the first one. Um... 
Ice is, I think, which is coming up next. So it's people who are like, oh, uh, should we watch both? If you only have time for one, watch Ice and skip to the part of the podcast where we start talking about that, Mm -hmm. which is going to be about 20 minutes, because I think Ice, so far, is the best episode yet. But before that, we got to get through Ghost in the Machine. (laughs) So this... First of all, this it's written by Alex Gansa and Howard Gordon, directed by Gerald Friedman, who only did a couple. But Alex Gansa and Howard Gordon did a bunch of X-Files episodes, moved on to do Angel 24, and they created Homeland. Oh, really? So these guys are like fucking big deal guys who started off on X-Files. Yeah, you'd be, I'm surprised now. Not as surprised, but when I see names and you go back and realize like they came from the X-Files like everybody knows Vince Gilligan yeah but even just like I when I saw whenever I uh, I would see like was it Glenn Morgan oh yeah and James Wong I would get so excited oh, like yeah. oh man this is gonna be a good one yeah those guys wrote Ice which is the next one yeah. and they created Final Destination and they did uh, did you watch the show that came on maybe like a, a year or two after the X-Files was it like Space Above and Beyond yes I, was, I, 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 I gave that show, that show I gave that show a shot because of Glenn Morgan and, and James Wong absolutely yeah yeah uh, so these, so this one. What did you think of this episode? It's it's one of those like in the nineties we were doing a lot of like. So this is a evil a building where the fucking computer runs everything. <laughs> There's a part yeah. where they're like, it even how much water should be in the toilet? Like, why is the computer doing that? <laughs> I feel like we got that shit nailed. <laughs> we know how much water should be in toilet. Yeah. Don't give that to the computer. We have plumbers. <laughs> we figured it out. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Today, twenty years later, no computer is doing that. No, not at all. Not at all. But it's an evil computer that looks real doofy. Like, it's got the red lights oh, yeah. on it and shit. Yeah. It's um, a very uh, Hell 9000. It's, it's, it's like 2001 oh, Hell yeah. 9000 meets Die Hard. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Nakatomi. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Th- th- that building is totally like when they weren't shooting Die Hard there. <laughs> That's yeah, so like, let's, let's get this let, in let, Let's get in there real quick. It's kind of cool to see, like, because I wanted to talk about this episode because a lot of the stuff that we end up talking about is like contextualizing it with the technology they had then and how far it's come now, like the internet and stuff. Yeah. So this is when computers are starting to get like sort of people are having them in their house. Yeah. Like, so now that we're seeing shit like the net or yeah. uh, maybe like Jumping Jack Flash, too, a little bit earlier than this. You know what Jumping they're like? J- the Whoopi Goldberg movie? Wasn't that like a, that, that kind of thing? Wasn't that like a computer thing? I, do, I don't remember. I don't remember. I, I, I love it. Maybe just in my head because of Flash Drive. <laughs> Jumping, jumping Jack flash drive. Well, I would see it. I would see <laughs> I that know. movie right away. But this is when they're like computers, man. They're gonna fucking kill everybody. Oh, absolutely. And this is what that's happening. <laughs> and yeah, the the, the villain guy. Uh, what's his name? What's, what's the bad guy? Not the bad guy, but the guy who creates like the whole computer, Barry. Oh yeah. Whatever. Yeah. He's totally like that nineties computer nerd the, the fucking hacker G- yeah, yeah 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 absolutely he, he says like he, there's one part where he's like you know he says like there's two kinds of minds tidy minds and messy minds <laughs> i have a messy mind he says i was on uh, yeah i went out of school i went on tour with the grateful dead like we get it yeah. you're a, you're a different kind of guy <laughs> and then he says this phrase i wrote it down he said that guy's maybe not thrown freaks but data travelers electro wizards techno or anarchists like none of these are terms <laughs> None of these caught on. Electro Wizards, Techno Anarchist. Techno Anarchist. That was my favorite song on a Front 242 album. <laughs> <laughs> they also, like, they have to work so hard to, like, make it scary because the computer doesn't really have a personality or a face, really. Yeah. So they give it, like, sort of badass Schwarzenegger kind of lines. Like, when he kills somebody, it's like, file deleted. Yeah. <laughs> 
program executed. Like they came up with two. Yeah, yeah. I like that. That, that was a clip. It was either file deleted or file opened. Yeah. Was, Scully, you're in trouble. Your whole file has been opened on you. Yeah. How does he look at Scully and know who Scully is? Yeah, it's it's very weird the, the personality that that the computer has. Yeah, you you don't know how, but it just immediately recognizes Scully. It, it learns how to talk. The guy who created it is like, who gave you a voice program? Yeah. <laughs> and like, it's that guy's voice, yeah. right? It's his voice. Yeah. Well, how did you how did you do that? <laughs> oh man. Well, there's another great part where Mulder goes into his like cell and he's like, look what I got you, and opens like a shitty old laptop. Yeah. <laughs> like, what am I gonna do with that? <laughs> how, <laughs> how come nobody right away just looked at that guy's office? Like, there's like a main computer lair <laughs> that has like a small little table in it with a chair and then like a huge TV <laughs> and just stark lighting on the sides. Like, there's probably something fishy going on in this room, right? Well, that's the thing is that this episode from the cold open, you know exactly what's going on. Yeah. It's an evil computer. And there's no twist. Nothing really surprising happens in it. It just kind of goes, at the end, there's a little twist where one of the security guards turns out to be an undercover FBI guy or something where they try and sort of uh, link it into the big mythology. Deep Throat shows up at the end. Yep, yep. Which I thought was kind of cool. But it, that's what I didn't love about this episode. It's not a bad episode. It's just nothing that, like, nothing ever really twisty, turny, exciting happens. I thought one of, the, one of the biggest things that happens in it is that Deep Throat shows up because... Previous to that, when you see him, it's just in like the conspiracy episodes. So him showing up almost gives the episode validation. Like, yeah. oh, okay, this is bigger than uh, than what we're seeing here right now. But it also still really has nothing to do with the conspiracy. No. So it's just kind of like it, it just gives it like a just it just validates. Like, hey, don't worry, this is this is a, yeah, yeah. This, this is serious yeah. stuff, but. We're never going to see these people again. No, no, no. You're never going to hear about this case again. No, no, no. Of course not. <laughs> yeah. There's a great line that Deep Throat says uh, at the end when Mulder is like, they can do uh, they can do that? And he goes, they can do anything oh, they yeah. want. Absolutely. Like, That's fucking bad. Yeah. Deep Throat, that actor, I don't know his name. That guy's fucking good. He is great. That guy's great. And and I love the way he does. Yeah, he's, they can do anything they want. Yeah. That reminds me of that line in uh, in Pulp Fiction where Travolta and Uma Thurman are, uh, are out on their date. And she says, uh, they say a lot of things. And he goes, yes, they do. <laughs> this whole, I, I love this whole concept of they being yeah. these people. Who's out there? That's you. <laughs> what are they doing? Well, with X-Files, They're there is a, a day, you know? Yeah. There's totally, there's totally X-Files totally has a day. <laughs> um, the other thing that I really liked was, uh, I watched this like five times. First time, because <laughs> it's a computer, so they, they don't have many ways of making it scary. They could show the POV computer shot, the, the camera shots, which yep. looks kind of cool, I yep. think. They show the building that's shot like sort of the um fucking like tower going into the sky. That mm -hmm. looks kind of cool. Sort of like Zool or something. <laughs> and then there's the elevator. There's a lot of like, a lot of people have to do a lot of like scary elevator acting in this. <laughs> so they're like, the elevator's doing crazy shit. Scully does this one. And it's like, you know, the Star Trek thing where nothing's moving, but they're pretending but they're like the they're. Right. Scully is just standing and she like, falls in the elevator once that I saw five times. That was like Buster Keaton shit. I was like, there's no way the director told. I, I, I bet she was like, can I have one take for me? I think I'm going to try something. 
I'm gonna try something fun in this one. And then she fucking falls. It's a great fall. Mulder is just like, what are you doing? I don't. I still don't understand, Mulder. Why did you send her up there? Why didn't you go up there? I think you're the more athletic one who could probably handle this. Yeah. It's also like, so she goes in the duct work. Yeah. And you think she's in trouble, and Mulder doesn't seem concerned. But then he rescues. She rescues him, which yeah. is good. Yeah. That's another thing. Is like in this show, uh, there's a lot of times where Scully's in danger, but you never really feel. It never feels like. It's like a sexist thing, kind of. She's such a. She always feels like a really strong character. Yeah, the, the show from the get-go does a really good job of painting them both as equals. Yes, you, you never, you never. Whenever you're watching their relationship, I'm. I was never thinking like Mulder is watching out for Scully, or Scully is like watching out. Like she can't do something because of him, because of her being a woman. That's yes. never. That's never the case. It's just building the relationship of these two need to learn how to trust each other. Yes. Uh, yes. And then their relationship will get stronger off uh, off of that. Yeah. I like the whole concept of just like this partner coming back from Mulder's past. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me, because I I felt that really added a whole nother level to uh, to Scully and Mulder's relationship. Because when that dude shows up right away, I was like, I don't like this guy. No. Who's this guy? Yeah. Why I I I couldn't even I still can't wrap my brain around why would these two even be partnered. It yeah. just doesn't even seem like they would get along. Right. You know? Well, it kind of... Seems smarmy. It's he, That guy was real smarmy. Yeah. It's interesting. You get a lot of these, like, ex-partners showing up. Like, in the first couple, um, fucking... Oh, no, the third episode. I think it's Squeeze, where Donald Logue shows up, and it's uh, Scully's partner. That's great. Yeah. So, <laughs> so this guy shows up, and it's kind of cool that he likes Mulder, because a lot of times it's just his ex-partners hate him. But then yeah. there's one moment where he's like... Mulder mentions the X-Files and he's like, all oh, right, the X-Files. <laughs> it's like, you know, when your buddy has like a shitty girlfriend, you're like, is Lila coming to yeah. the movie too? Did <laughs> she not come this one time? That's how the X-Files is. And you also find out that Mulder, which we sort of knew, Mulder was like an A student. Like he was going to be an amazing agent yeah. until he sort of just decided to do this other fucking weird, crazy thing in the basement. For sure. Absolutely. And I, and I love too the idea of what you're saying with this partner who shows up and he doesn't not like Mulder, he's jealous of Mulder. Yes, that's yes. A whole, that's a that's a whole another layer as opposed to just right. You know, somebody who shows up and just writes Mulder off because they're crazy right away. Right. Like, no, this guy wishes he could do what Mulder does. Yeah. Probably, you know, minus like the crazy, spooky, uh, the spooky aspect, the spooky, uh, of spooky aspect, spooky Mulder. Yeah. But just the whole aspect. The, I, I love the whole idea of like, oh man, no, this guy really wishes he could be uh, where Mulder is right now. Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, that, that that that's just a great level to add to a character where everybody else who's shown up to this point has just been like oh that guy he's insane right you know? yeah 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 he's just a weirdo but here we find out Mulder was in behavioral sciences and he basically steals Mulder's like profile I love of that the thing which was that's a really good I like that scene a lot yeah that's pretty intense and Mulder's kind of even like not even that angry Scully's like what the fuck is going on yeah. <laughs> Which is also what I liked is like Scully again like stands up for Mulder. Like mm -hmm. it feels like so far almost every episode there's a moment where Scully has to go to bat for Mulder. Yeah. And this was in that. What I didn't love about this episode is that other than that, I felt like Scully didn't have much to do. She just kind of said no to Mulder's theories. She didn't like have like fun theories of her own. Like we were talking about in Squeeze, she actually does a good job. Like she, her profile actually helps them catch the guy, even though she doesn't think it's going to be like a weird liver stretch monster mm -hmm. guy. <laughs> but it helps. She, she helps. Here she doesn't really do anything. Yeah, and she she doesn't she doesn't do much. She doesn't provide a lot of her own theory. Right. It's just pretty much uh, Mulder says, uh, was it like artificial uh, self-preservation? Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. Artificial... <laughs> 
<laughs> which yeah. is just like, oh, all right, Baldur, yeah. all right, all right. And then uh, she says, no, no, that we're nowhere near that. That uh, we're nowhere near that having those kind of machines yet. Cut to the computer, like breaking into her computer. Oh yeah, and then she shows up and she's like, "Mulder, you're right. Yeah. We gotta go in there." <laughs> like, wow, you, that was a quick uh, turn yeah. around there, Scully. There's a great, great. There's a great moment where uh, he goes, she goes to him, and Mulder is like, "It's the machine," and she just sighs and she's like, "Okay, how do we get it?" <laughs> she's like, "All right, you motherfucker." <laughs> Let's go in. That is kind of a cool scene where they think they're in and the gate comes down on the yeah, car. Like, I, like I thought that, that was kind of cool. Yeah. I like uh, I like that a lot. The uh, And just overall, you've been saying that, like, you're, this isn't the best episode. I think a lot of shows, when you go back and watch the first season of that show, you realize, like, oh, oh yeah, these don't hold up as well as I thought they would. Yeah. But they're doing things in the episode that are making realize oh you're you you have it figured out you just gotta like you just gotta figure out like the pacing of it now like the rhythm of it now yeah the story of it like for this one i just loved more than the actual story that was happening in the ex in that episode i love that i was like oh i know these are 2000 and they're going for a 2001 hell 9000 yeah and they did you a know? lot they did a bunch of riffs especially season one on like like uh ice is sort of a riff on the thing Absolutely. there's another great episode coming up uh called Beyond the Sea, which I really, really love. Oh, that's, Beyond the Sea's great. That's a Silence of the Lambs kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. With, um, I think his name's Luther Lee Boggs, but it's the fucking guy who plays Grima Wormtongue in the... What's his name? Oh, that guy? shit. What's his name? He's the uh, guy from uh, One Flew of the Cuckoos. Can you, can Brad Dourif. Brad Dourif. That guy's amazing. Yeah, he's great. He's got bad guy face. <laughs> Big time bad guy face. But 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 it, but you're right. It's like it's got some like some of that stuff that you know you want in the show. So the stuff that they've plugged in doesn't quite work. Mm-hmm. But I, I kind of like Deep Throat showing up at the end just because it's sort of reestablished. It's like oh, we're, this is an immoral government. The people who are doing the stuff, they you know they don't care yeah. about the people. They just care about you know, the technology or whatever it is they care about. Yeah, I, I didn't fully get that scene of what the, the the bad guy was trying to say to Mulder. When Mulder comes to visit him in the prison and is like, "You're, I know it's the machines, I know it's the machine who's yeah. doing it, not you. And then he starts telling that story about, about Oppenheimer. Yeah. yeah. I was just, what, are well, you validating yourself right now? N- no, I think he's a guy. What it is, is he, so Oppenheimer basically split the atom and made the atom bomb. Right. And then regretted it for the rest of his life. He said, like, I have become death destroyer of worlds, which is, I think, from the Bhagavad Gita, which is this um, uh, Hindu religious uh, text with religious myths in it. So he's comparing himself to that, where he's saying, I've made something that's horrible and evil. But he also doesn't want to destroy it because it's still his, like, the best thing he's ever created. So I think he feels bad about what he's done, but he doesn't want to destroy it because it's still, like, a beautiful thing he's made. I, I, I think that's where I got lost a little bit because I was like, yeah, right, you're turning yourself in, so you're kind of taking responsibility for it. Mm-hmm. But you didn't destroy the machine. You very easily could have done that. Right. And you, the, the whole thing where he was, like, going for, like, the immoral, like, the immoral government, <laughs> that's when I was like, all right, X-Files, I see what you're trying to say yeah. here. Yeah. Just the execution of it. Well, it's interesting because, um, you know, so so with the first couple episodes that we've done of the podcast, we just kind of talked about the episode. And then I was like, the response has been so huge and overwhelming. Like so many people are <laughs> listening to this thing. <laughs> so I was thinking of like, you know, what kind of like little segments and stuff we could have. So mm-hmm. so I started looking up. This is on the X-Files wiki, like what the creators and the, the writers and all thought of the episode. 
And this is what Howard Gordon, who's one of the writers. Howard uh, Gordon. Howard Gordon and Alex Ganza were the guys. <laughs> they said they said they weren't computer literate. They said they had to research computers for two weeks to find out what computers were about. <laughs> Howard Gordon, Gordon called this episode one of my biggest disappointments. Uh, thinking the artificial intelligence was less well-developed and antagonist compared to uh, 2001 Space Odyssey. This is what Gordon said. He said, Fox felt it was a bit too pedestrian to be an X-File, and it was one of those instances where I'd have to agree with them. That's from The Truth is Out There, the official guide. And both of them uh, basically said that they thought this was the worst episode from the first season of the X-Files. Oh, wow. This is easily and clearly our worst, Gordon said. It's basically uninteresting. Some of the concepts may have been interesting. Maybe the idea of artificial in- uh, intelligence. It's an old idea. There have been a, there may have been a more interesting way of doing it, and we unfortunately don't feel that we licked the problem. We didn't write our material very well. It was a completely unsuccessful episode. Well, it pretty much sucked. So, <laughs> aw, poor guys. That was from Cinefantastique, they said that. And then Glenn Morgan, who's one of the writers we talked about, he said, I think parts of the episode worked. What made me felt a little flat is that we were, we were a little too afraid of not doing Hal from 2001. In a sense, that's what the building needed to have a scary personality. Uh, James Wong uh, also basically said there was some fun stuff. Chris Carter went back and forth. Well, one time he said, the action scenes on the abduction of Scully was great. A very successful episode on many levels. Uh, and then later, he said, I don't know what happened with that episode. It was a perfectly good story, but it's hard turning a building into a villain. I don't know how cinematic that ever is. So he's sort of gone back and forth on the episode. <laughs> but you could see this is an episode that those guys were like, we didn't really nail this one. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And in their in their defense, uh, and this is me being an, an X-Files apologist, I mean, back then, and nowadays, how many fucking shows are there that are X-Files- Rip-offs. Rip-offs just... Nowadays, you can see a show that on any channel, or or you have much more options as your show, that has uh, 2001 themes in it. Yes. Where back then, it was like, there's no other show. We have 12 channels right now. Yeah. And this is the one show on a Friday night at 9 o'clock that is giving me a little bit of of, uh, Hell 9000. And a little bit of a uh, yeah, just like evil building. Yeah, I mean, I'm just not seeing that in any show, so this no. is fine. No, no, I'm, no, I'm, I'm okay with it. No, 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 totally. I, yeah. And I like this episode. I like watching it. It's got some problems and stuff. There's mm-hmm. not many surprises, but I thought some of the scenes at the, the at, in the building at the end were like pretty scary, and the the POV camera stuff actually worked pretty well. Technically, it's a really good episode production wise. I really liked a lot of the lighting in the yeah. episode. There's a, they do a lot of cool thing where almost like a film noir. Whenever like you see like the windows, like the shadows don't just go like straight across the wall. They always go like way like like this angle, yeah, and, like slowly down to this point. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. These crucifixes, a lot of like crucifix shadows. Like, yeah, I like that a it's lot. A pretty show. It's yeah, such a good it's looking a very show. Very pretty show. Yeah, it's very pretty. Um, ratings wise, this episode. So I thought someone said, "Hey, you should talk about the ratings because X Files." I didn't know this. Um, so this one was viewed by. 9.5 million people, which today would be a massive hit. Yeah, it's Back then, wasn't huge. Um, the pilot was 12 million. The lowest point was Fallen Angel, which is a great episode, I think. 8.8 million. And at like uh, how about three-fourths of the way through the season, it starts going up, and season one ends at 14 million, which never happens. Series is 
typically the pilot's highest and then it goes down. This is going up and you see like two, three, four, and four and five are the biggest seasons numbers wise, mm-hmm. where it really, really keeps sort of going up. So this one is sort of in the middle, a little bit lower, but you know, people haven't really like uh, keyed into the show yet. When you were watching it when it was first on, were you watching it and you had other friends who were also watching it or were you the only one who was watching it in your like... In your circle. We got it in Pakistan a couple of years later, mm-hmm. and we didn't have many shows, so I knew like one or two other kids that were excited about it. I Nobody, like at my high school, I'd be like, did you guys watch really? the X-Files this weekend? They'd be, no, we don't, we don't watch that shit. Well, you know what's weird? This is what I found out. It ranked, here, I gotta get the number right, because I want to get it right. It Season one ranked 105th out of 128 shows on the air. Wow. 105 out of 128. Wow. It could have easily been canceled. Yeah. What else was... What, man, I don't was know. Her, what else was on the air? Yeah. Emily was like, what was number 106? Yeah. I, was like, I don't know. Grace Under Fire? <laughs> Grace Under Fire. I don't oh. know. That was probably higher, right? I think Grace Under Fire was like on a Tuesday or Wednesday night. Yeah. Well, no, this is like in the whole oh, season. Oh, just in the whole season. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 105 <laughs> out of 128. Although you did just reveal that you know exactly what night oh, Grace Under Fire was on. Dude, the, the, these, the, the, these weekends, uh, is like when I was in high school, when the X-Files was either, it started off being on Friday night and then they moved it to Sunday night. Like right, th- 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 those those were like those were my years. Those were my times of like oh, yeah. this is the fucking best. It's right the now. best show. I'd watch the X Files on Friday night, uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation on Saturday afternoon, and then Saturday Night Live on Saturday night. And then I was getting into Deep Space Nine, and that would be on Sunday. So I mean, that was, that was <laughs> you're set, dude. I, <laughs> you got it. It couldn't get any better. You got to figure it out. <laughs> oh, also, Howard Gordon said, ever since that episode, I've sworn off artificial intelligence stories. So he hated it so oh, much. Oh, wow. It's not. A couple trivia about it is that Deep Throat, Jerry Harden is the actor. Second time he shows up. Um, and uh, he was only supposed to come once in the whole season. But the people like on the crew liked him so much. Everybody like on the crew really loved the guy Deep Throat, the actor. So they were huh. like, bring that guy back. So they were like... <laughs> Oh, let's put him in this computer one. And then they're like, oh, no, we got to keep this guy in, you know? That was the first time he'd shown up since uh, since when we first see him, and he just kind of, like, breaks this it down is... the mulder. Oh, wow. Yeah. I haven't seen him since. So this is, I think, episode one, two, three, four, five, six. This is episode seven, I believe. Mm-hmm. So he shows up then. Uh, in a successful attempt to stop the spinning flam- fan blades in this episode, Scully uses her gun for the first time in the series. Oh. So that's a good... Mul- I like. I really like that whole sequence where she like oh, falls yeah. and is like hanging and yeah. trying to shoot that. That's actually... Yeah. That's, that's done pretty well. At first, I was like, the wind is blowing her. You know, that that's that's the thing she's yeah. got to fight right now. <laughs> but when she like slides down and like, because it reminded me so much of Die Hard... And she's like hanging, and the fan is down below. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, fucking Skull yeah. is being a badass she's right like, now." She's like, "Yippee ki motherfucker!" <laughs> um, and then, so basically, this person—I don't want to say their full name—Terrace. So we've gotten a lot of emails. We've—it's just me. <laughs> I've gotten a lot of emails, and these. Uh, uh, this uh, person was like, hey, you should uh, look up old message boards from the time and see what people were saying about the show. So I went on Google Groups and I found like these archive message boards from the week that the show airs. And it's really interesting, the, pe- the conversations that the people are having. Because um, here, so I'm going to read a few. I'm not going to say their names. He said... Um, now, in my not-so-humble opinion, if the X-Files continue on their Alien of the Week path, the show won't make, us pa- make it past uh, Christmas. Hmm. By the way, what's the over-under on the first episode 
uh, turns out to be a hoax. So in the beginning, people are kind of talk talking because they think that it's sort of based in real life, mm -hmm. like they're sort of based in like true stories and shit. When I when I first told my friend uh, about the X Files, I was like, "You got to watch the show, The X Files. It's really great, man. It's about like these two like FBI agents." Yeah. And the hardest part was convincing him. It's not. Uh, remember that show, Unsolved Mysteries. Yes, it's not that. He was totally like, "Oh, is you it like what? an Unsolved Mysteries thing?" Dude, I, like, I bet no, that's what it is. I bet that's what people thought. I think so. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. It wasn't until like we went and saw some movie and they showed a commercial before the X Files before, and he was like, "Oh yeah, that looks pretty cool." I was like, "Yeah, man, it's like a TV show. It's not like yeah. a dramatization type." No, thing. this is real. Yeah, I mean, it's it, fake, <laughs> but I'm gonna. But it's real. But it's man. real. But it's man. real. Uh, it's also so. This is I found this on alt .tv .tv uh, No alt Is that you remember? Did you ever go on those things? I mess no, I didn't get a computer. It was like until that late in life. Those were the names. So later, alt.tv.xfile starts, but that is until December. This is October. <laughs> so there's a guy on the board who says, "Just curious if there was any interest in forming an alt TV X Files news news group." And then people, this guy says, bit of a silly idea making an X-Files group. I mean, how long is this show going to last? <laughs> a couple of years at most. But then we have a useless group sitting around that needs killing. Besides, there isn't much X-Files traffic here to worry about. It's weird. I read that and I got really angry at this guy <laughs> from over 20 years ago. <laughs> I Googled him. He's a professor at Lancaster University. <laughs> He's a professor today. <laughs> So he got one thing wrong. He said, uh, what did he say? There's groups of, of killing? What was that like? Well, he was saying, he was like, if you make a news, uh, like a subgroup for just the X Files, the show's going to get canceled. Ah. And then it's just going to be sitting there and we're going to have to kill it. This is the fun one. Hi, I just love this news group. I'm writing you today to see if anyone has the address for David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson of the X Files. <laughs> this is very important. Very is in all caps. <laughs> As the sci-fi, this is very important. As the sci-fi club I am, I am involved in is going to be planning a convention. We want David and Gillian to attend, or Gillian, however you say it. Thanks in advance. So this is the time when people are still like, "Oh, these are just people. We yeah, can get sure. them on. Absolutely. Get them on." Yeah. Can we, um, do you have their home address? Just, <laughs> yeah. I'll just mail it to them. And then people are, people are responding like, hey, if you're going to give it to that person, give it to me too. I want it too. <laughs> but they didn't even say what it is. Uh, then there are people talking about like um, the actual uh, thing of it. They're, they're saying like, uh, I thought it was about an AI that was haunted. It would explain some of the stuff we've been bickering about because they're talking about like technical fights and stuff. Mm. And then people are like, is that AI haunted or whatever? Uh, what I, I really like what this guy says, why he likes the show. I find the contrast between realism and the strange uncanny. I think that's what attracts me so much to this show. The writers don't try to fake out the viewers with pseudo-techno jargon other than, you know, what was it? Electro-wizards? <laughs> Techno-anarchists? Don't try to fake out the viewers with pseudo-techno jargon and cliched situations. They really try to say, what would FBI agents really do in a weird situation? I think they try their best to make it look authentic. It really, I, I mean, we talked about it a, a little bit earlier, but I really do like the fact that they would bring in every once in a while just these huge real-life events to kind of like cross over. Like just the fact that he was talking about dropping the atomic bomb. Yeah. Like, like that, 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 it just gives it this weight that in another show at that point would probably wouldn't take the time to do that. Well, it's interesting. Isn't gonna isn't gonna give the audience that much trust uh, that that you'll be able to to invest in this. Yeah, well, you know? it's interesting. The ne next episode we're talking about ice. They said uh, that uh, it was based on Glenn Morgan said these guys in Greenland who dug something two hundred fifty thousand years old out of the ice. Um, 
The incident had namely involved the Greenland Ice Project and what the scientists had discovered frozen the ice had been worms. Hey, I hope you guys are enjoying the episode so far. We'll be uh, going back to it in just a moment. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, this episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Um, you know, I actually, my job used to be building websites. I used to build websites for, well, I shouldn't mention uh, who it was because I was terrible at it. And uh, it was very, very difficult. Building websites was very, very difficult. I spent all day doing it. Um, it would look different on different browsers. I thought I would think my job would be done, and then I'd go back, and it, it was just a nightmare. It was just a nightmare. So Squarespace makes your job uh, simple and easy. Uh, it's got beautiful design. It's got drag-and-drop content. So, you know, you don't have to go in and code and look at numbers and parentheses. HTML has a ton of parentheses. Uh, curly brackets, square brackets, all kinds of all kinds of stuff is going on. You don't want to look at any of that. So you're just going to drag and drop content in there. It's very easy. They have 24/7 support through live chat and email. Uh, their offices are in NYC, Portland, and Dublin. So two different continents, two different states here, and then one uh, place in the UK. Uh, plans start at eight dollars a month and includes a free domain name if you sign up for a year. Uh, their design is uh, very responsive. You know, it's very easy to sort of get going. You can pick from a bunch of different designs, see what you like. Just, just drop it in. It'll start working. And every site comes with an online store. So if you're selling something, they make it really, really easy to do. You can start a trial with no credit card. Uh, you can start building your website today. No credit card. What lets you do anything without a credit card? Nothing. You have to, you have to do a credit card with everything. But with this, you don't. No credit card required when you decide to sign up for Squarespace. Make sure to use the offer code XFILES FILES. That's XFILES FILES. You'll get 10% off your first purchase. And that's a great way to show support for this show, you know, the XFILES FILES. Uh, we want to thank uh, Squarespace for their support of the show. Oh, another thing I should mention is that I was on this HBO show called Silicon Valley. We're going to do another season soon. And on the show, uh, the, the programmers, me and my friends, are making this uh, product called Pied Piper. And so HBO actually made a Pied Piper website. Guess who made it? Squarespace. They made it using Squarespace. So if it's good enough for HBO, it's good enough for you. Squarespace. A better web starts with your website. So the next episode, which we're going to talk about, Ice. Uh, so far, I think this season, this has been my favorite episode. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's. I, I think it's one of the best of the season. Yeah. And I'm a huge, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm a huge, huge fan of the thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. So just like when I would read, I would when I used to read TV Guide. I <laughs> <laughs> remember that. Yeah, I'm so, dude. And they said like, uh, oh yeah, this uh, this episode has uh, will remind you of, uh, of the thing. And yeah. you know, I was just like, what? Yeah. This show is so for me. Yeah, it just fucking knows. Yeah. And then like wa like watching it now, and just picking up on clues from the thing right away. Right, you know, I mean, just like the fact, like the, there's there's a shot where you just like follow a dog. Oh for yeah, a that while. dog. Yeah, I was like this, totally the thing, the, the best, the best. Yeah, it's so great. Um, and that one is written by Glenn Morgan and James Wong, who we said did Final Destination, <laughs> did a bunch of great episodes, directed by David Nutter, who uh, did a bunch of great X Files episodes. Yeah. Oh, did you want to say anything about the uh, previous episode before we move on? Uh, yeah, you don't really have to watch that one. You, you <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> you, you, you can skip it if you want to. Uh, and this one has such a great cold open, too, with the guy going, we are not who we are. Yeah. Like, that's a great line. Yeah, yeah. The, the, that cold open is great, too, because it... I would love their cold opens when it would be like, all right, this is... What I just saw is so far removed 
from Mulder's world yet. Yeah. How are they going to connect it? How is this case going to end up on Mulder's desk? Yeah. You know, like, I, I, oh, I, like, I, I love the, just, just how are we going to connect the dots yeah. to get it there? It's, it's fa- fantastic. And they do that great thing with the uh, the video, too, where they show, like, the video of them fucked up, and then they show the video of when they're having yeah, a great yeah, time. Yeah. Like, oh, geez, what happened there, you know? <laughs> the two gunshots, I love the two gunshots. Like, yeah. The whole of- oh, this was interesting. The, the bad transmission that they get is uh, November 5th, 1993, which is the day that the episode aired. So oh, is that like, right? Oh, look, it's happening right now. <laughs> this I, is happening right now. I bet you my fucking dorky ass was sitting in front of my TV <laughs> like, yeah, it's so great. <laughs> so awesome. Felicity Huffman's in this episode. Dude, uh, did she get nominated for for an Academy oh, Award? Did she? I, f- I feel like she did for what's the movie where she plays like a? <clears throat> excuse me. She, I think she plays like a transgender. Oh, that's right. Is yeah. it Trans America? Is that the one? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like when I saw, I was like, "Fucking look, look at the X Files." They knew. Oh no, they have great cast. This one, even the other guy, uh, Felicity Huffman, and that guy Xander Berkeley. Yeah, he's he, great. He's a great character actor. And the guy who plays Banya is in it. Bania from the X Files, you remember Bania? Who's Who's Bania? Bania from the X uh, from uh, Seinfeld. Oh yeah, 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 totally. yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, he's great, dude. He's he's hilarious. He's the one listening to the old football <laughs> yeah. highlights. That guy's great. Yeah, and then even the guy with the fucking Steven Tyler face, who's the the pilot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's great. Yeah. First of all, can we have one? Helicopter pilot or whatever <laughs> that's not a fucking rebel. Who's, can we have a guy who's just doing his job? <laughs> Why does every helicopter pilot, yeah. specifically who has to deliver someone like yeah. to the Antarctica, yeah. whenever, the, whenever there's always like, we have a window of three hours, yeah. that guy always hates his job. Yeah, he's, Always hates yeah. his job. Never wants to be there. But unlike McCready, he's not, you know, he doesn't really do that well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it, does, it doesn't work out for me. It doesn't work out for also, him. Also, send two pilots. Send two pilots. Send two pilots. If that guy dies, you know some you bad back shit. Up. You know bad shit happened there. Yeah, exactly. Nobody's, yeah. nobody's leaving there. There's no contact with anybody there. Yeah. So you know something shady has happened. Yeah, of course. And I, I thought that moment was so great when they like find out that like the depth of the ice is not right. So basically they figure out that it's a meteor that went in. And that's when I was like, all right, here we go. Yo, this is my X-Files. Absolutely. This is the shit I like. The whole, the, the whole meeting too that they have when they meet, uh, like when Banya's there. And then uh, Xander Berkeley and uh, Felicity Huffman show up. I love that standoff that they yeah. all have because it's a great shot of all four of them, like Mulder and Scully and uh, Xander Berkeley and Felicity Huffman. And they're like the bizarro Mulder yes. and Scully. They're, yeah. bo- they're both, everybody's like looking at each other yeah. and everybody gets like one like like a close up where they're just sizing each other up. Yeah. It's like Bizarro Seinfeld, like when uh, yeah, like when they, when they met their <laughs> those other friends. who was like, "Hey, you're kind of like us, yeah. but you're just different enough." I don't yeah. trust you. What's going on right yeah, here? Yeah, it totally is. It's a total mirror image relationship. And there's a the part where they all want to look at their IDs, and Mulder still looks at Scully's ID. <laughs> I thought that was such a funny little moment. It's like, yeah, that's you. Yeah. <laughs> such a funny moment. <laughs> and you know right away too that guy's an asshole. I just oh, told yeah. you I'm the FBI. You want to see my ID? Still? Yeah, yeah. What, what are that, we doing here? That guy's a dick from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also thought another moment that was uh, oh where they have to then call in radio in and they're like we gotta get out of here and the woman makes the cheese like welcome <laughs> to the top of the world sir over like yeah. no there's <laughs> alien worms <laughs> just don't be like I, I don't have time for that right yeah, now yeah don't be glib yeah. this is important <laughs> shit 
Wait, aren't you the emergency person? This is the line that you feed people? Welcome to the top of the world. No, do your job. Get me out of here. What are you doing? Welcome to the party, pal. <laughs> That's Absolutely. right. What are, you, what, are you, I don't, what are you talking yeah. like that for? There are dead bodies where I'm at right yeah. now. Where you are, it's fine. Yeah. You can be funny. <laughs> say that when I'm off the radio to your friends. Don't say that to me. There's another moment where Banya is like, where they say something about the hypothalamus, and Banya's like, hypothalamus? What's that again? And they're like, explain to him, like, Banya's still a scientist. Like, yeah. I'm just calling him Banya, by no, the way. No, that's fine. I'm okay with it. He still knows. Like, I knew what a hypothalamus was. This guy's like a chemist or something, right? Like, he's doing the water samples and stuff. Yeah, yeah. The, the, but they, they, they kind of, like, set up that uh, he might not be as, as intelligent, because Mulder kind of rips him a little bit. When he's like, oh, what school did you go to? And he goes, like, San Diego. And right away, Mulder's like, in his head, you can see he's like, San Diego, it's fucking hot there. <laughs> what do you know about ice? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, the, the, yeah, all those, uh, in this one, the acting was really good. It was really, really tense. And it really got to, like, the heart of Mulder and Scully's relationship. As you said, it's about trust, you know? They got to trust each other. That's all they have mm -hmm. is the trust. And in this episode... That's what's really kind of questioned. Yeah. Like, can they trust each other? Uh, in fact, I think Scully trusts Mulder more than Mulder trusts Scully in this one. Like, and you see, like, Mulder being all paranoid and shit. And he's not, you know, the worm's not in him. That's just how Mulder is. Mm -hmm. Like, you sort of see the, the darkness in Mulder a little bit where you, where you see, like, oh, this guy's like, you know, he, he needs to, like, get centered a little bit. Like, oh, he really for sure. doesn't trust anybody. Absolutely. And th th there's that great moment where, trust goes out the window and they're pointing guns at each yeah. other. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's, I, it's been, it'd been a while since I'd seen, since I'd seen the episode. So I forgot that it got that bad for them. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, no, man, it, 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 hey, you, you're, you're my guy and we work together, but. Right now? Right now, dude, I got to be a, as fucking professional as possible, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, I, a, it's a really, I thought it was a really great moment of just another layer to their relationship. Yeah, and I, th I believe he's the one who like lowers his gun first, right? Which so it's, it's, that's pretty cool. It shows like, oh, this is how far these guys have come. Yeah, like because uh, Mulder, you know, she was sort of sent to spy on him, and now Mulder's slowly coming to like trust this woman. Yeah, I mean the the best moments in the series be between the both of them. Is when they always have that just that little quiet moment of, you know, you're the only one who I trust in all of this, all of the world, in all of this. this absolutely, is, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's when I was always like, God damn, you two are great. Yeah, you two are the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is one. Um, so you know, I don't do TV reviews or whatever. So I read a bunch of them, and there's this guy Darren Mooney who writes reviews on his um, on the movie blog. And I think he did a really great job. He said, while it's an old premise, ICE works because it really cuts to the core of what The X-Files is about without being anchored to some expansive mythology or featuring too many other trappings. It's a show about uncertainty and insecurity, paranoia and lack of trust, suspicion and doubt. It's about being trapped with people you don't really know anything about, afraid that there might be monsters or worse. The flip side, however, is the suggestion that maybe, if you're lucky, there will be somebody there with you too. And so that's what Scully is for Mulder. You know, mm -hmm. he's in the darkness, but Scully's there with him. For and sure. That's, that's what the show is, the two of them together, you know? Absolutely. And I think you put yourself as a viewer in that relationship because you, regardless of what's happening in the story, there, there's still that part in your brain that's like, the show is about Mulder and Scully. So I'm, I'm, I'm on their side regardless. And when the whole episode is built 
on these two need to learn how to like trust each other and yeah. and, and, and always and, and work together. Uh, it, you you put yourself in that place and you just you you appreciate that relationship so much more. The episode does a great job of making you you need to invest in these characters oh yeah and so yeah. far these guys have disagreed but this is the first time where you see like you said they're pointing guns at each other it's yeah. like why are mommy and daddy fighting what's yeah, going yeah. on oh, absolutely. like yeah it, it sort of really like sort of tears at the fabric of x-files is the, is the trust between those two and this uh episode is really high stakes because that's what is sort of in question now yeah. is the very thing that makes x-files the x-files the show is sort of being torn a little bit. Like, they've got their guns in each other, but they have that great moment together where they kind of, like, you know, look at each other naked and touch each other. And <laughs> yeah. they're, like, come out, like, united, you know? Like, <laughs> we got it figured out. Yeah. We're going to be okay. Th th there's a great line that, that, that Mulder says to her, uh, because it's it's almost, like, it's almost like, like a warning to her, even though she thinks that they're doing the right thing oh, of he putting says, him in the room. I'm safer in here than you are yeah, out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because... If if you're on Mulder's side up to that point, you're like, yeah, 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 you are. But also, it's like, God damn it, Scully, yeah, why are you... Scully, what are you doing? Yeah, this uh, is Mulder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is Fox. <laughs> you know him. That's what he says. He says, Scully, it's me. <laughs> oh, it's so heartbreaking. And, and it, it really is. Because, yeah. because you know Mulder has no friends. And this is the beginning of him starting to have someone on his side. Yeah. And it's like, oh, man, if you can't get... If you can't get her with you, I, I know yeah. that's crushing you inside, dude. It's there's, killing you. There's another person, Autumn Tisco is her name. Another person emailed me and said, look up her review. She was writing reviews. Early days of the internet, like 1993. I found the website. It looks old as shit. <laughs> and she said, her reviews are really good. She said, in the X-Files, it is not the word love that has all the power. In fact, despite the fact that Mulder and Scully do obviously love each other, setting aside the debate as to whether that love is platonic or romantic at its root, uh, they don't use the word out loud. Their emotional investment seems to hinge on whether they are trusted by the other. Mm. And that's what the show, you know, that's that's, that, that's what you were just saying, is yeah. that if, if she doesn't trust him, then he has nothing. The, All absolutely. he has is her trust. I, as as the show went on, I mean, you do start to think like, oh, yeah, are they, oh, you know, will they get together? Is, do you want them to get together? But I never wanted them I never wanted them to get together when that conversation started to happen. Yeah. And part of the reason that I liked the show so much as I was watching it was they just weren't really... The, the reason people, I think, wanted them to start to get together was because time was passing and they had a history. And, right. But, right. But as you're watching... And they're the an attractive guy and an attractive woman. Yeah. Absolutely. But as, as you're watching the show and, and it, you're just like, oh, man, these two are fucking solid equals who I want to see work together and go on more adventures. Yeah, I, I, I want that story. Yeah, not the oh, do I do I like this person? I, I don't need no. any of that and at all in this world. What's cool is so far up until now, there is nothing to suggest. There's a little where he like kind of touches her a little bit, and you could see. I'm going to read some from the message boards where the people. This is where they sort of start talking. Like, hey, is this going to be something? But the relationship is written so well. I feel like. It's such a crush that shows you, so they're like, oh, he likes her. Mm -hmm. Then you suddenly, that's the relationship. You don't really have to do any work. He has a crush on her, she has a crush on him. That's the relationship. This show, they work so hard to make the relationship way more complicated and interesting and difficult. Um, the romantic thing, it seems like almost simple. It seems like vulgar yeah, to want them to get together at this yeah, point. Yeah, it, it feels beneath the show. It feels beneath the show Absolutely. and the characters. It feels like a disservice yeah, to they, them. They have every relationship except that one. It's very brother-sister-like. Yes. It's very, yes. uh, uh, it's very obviously very business-like. 
I mean, to go to go back to uh to, to the episode we we're talking about where it goes to the machine. There, there's a really great exchange when she says, uh, "Hey, your buddy just died. I think that's what you're upset about. Maybe you should talk to somebody." And Mulder does that great thing where when somebody says something yeah. to you and you're like, "You know, I'm gonna fucking get you back. I'm just gonna say right back to you. Hey, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go talk to somebody. Uh, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. How about I do that? I'm gonna go talk to somebody. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. That was totally like that, that'd be some shit I say to my brother. It's a brother sister. Yeah, yeah, thing. yeah, absolutely. That's, yeah, that's a much more interesting relationship. Yeah, than. Oh, I hope these two hook up at some point. Yeah, there's, it's interesting. There's one of the message boards I found. This is, again, these all come out the week. I go to these message boards and I find, like, I find the date that the episode airs. Then I put in the subject X-Files and I, the date, like, the day before the episode and then three days after the episode. Because <laughs> the other thing is, there's no fucking DVR. If the episode's gone, it's gone. That's it, dude. So That's a bunch it. of things, like, people, like, this person's like, has anyone taped all the episodes of the X-Files? The ones I have are the liver episode, the computer episode, and the last one. If anyone has the rest... Copy them for me. I'll pay you the money. Like, if the if you missed the shell, it was fucking gone, dude. W- the so they were on Fox at first, and then a couple years later, they started airing them on FX. Uh huh. And I would record them on VHS. Oh yeah. And I would uh I would have six episodes per uh, per tape, and they would just be fucking. I would just oh, have boxes, boxes. And this is also. It just being able to log them by episode name. Yeah. That was another, that was another thing I love yeah. about the X-Files is I would get into what the name of the oh, episode was. Yeah, this one, you know? people are like, what was this episode called? Like, they don't know what to call it. Like, they're calling it the computer. Word. There's no internet. You yeah. can't find the shit yeah, out. Yeah, so, so, that, that, uh, it was just such a different way to watch yeah. TV, man. Yeah. If you didn't have it, it was gone. It and was gone. Hopefully, you'd catch it in a, in a replay somewhere. It was exactly sort of like Mulder's own like uh, mission, you know? Like, if you didn't catch it, it's gone. Yeah. It just goes away. <laughs> and I'm wa- I've been watching more episodes. I watched another one today called Fallen Angel, which I'll be talking about next week. And there's some stuff like that where, like, the proof is so close, and then when it's gone, it's just gone. That's it, dude. Just like an That's episode it. of The X-Files. <laughs> but going back to the relationship, the shippers, they call them. Uh, this guy said, part of me really wants Scully and Mulder to flirt more. Another part of me doesn't want the show to go the way of so many others with male and female leads eventually getting together. Northern exposure, civil wars, cheers. What is civil wars? I don't no, know. This show. I was going to say Lois and Clark. <laughs> <laughs> when they hooked up, man, end of the show, dude. Well, I was Ruined thinking of, like moonlighting, you know? That's a moonlight. Perfect example. Yeah, moonlighting. Che- I think they say, they say cheers. Cheers is actually the one show where I wanted them to get together. Yeah. That was, that was, that, yeah, me that, too. That was the fun part of like, oh, God damn it. Why can't you, get, why can't yeah. you guys figure it out? Yeah. Um, so uh, another thing that I thought was so interesting about this episode is there's two cool things. One that sort of like just gets you wrapped up in the problem more. One is that uh, the the symptom of the worm being in you is that you are like way more intense and on edge. Well, you're in a fucking crazy intense and on edge situation, so you're gonna be like that. Oh, absolutely. That's so crazy. That's yeah. such a hard thing. Like, I'm not fucking crazy. I don't have a worm. <laughs> like, why are you talking like that? Cause we're in a fucking look at where we are. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Th- 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 there's a moment where you you really can't tell who it is that has the fucking bug in them because everybody is so high strung yeah. and yelling at each other. Like, it can really be any of you right now. Yeah. And, and then nobody wants to take a blood test. No. I don't want to take a blood test. No, why would I do that? It's also interesting because the cure for the having a worm is another worm. So if you don't have a worm now, you've got a fucking worm and we got <laughs> one worm left, you know? That's such a cool thing. They can't be like, oh, this is the cure. Let's just give it to everybody. No. We can give it to one person and if it's the wrong person, now we've got two infected people. <laughs> Can we talk about how fucking creepy those worms are as yeah, well? Yeah, the they're, CG worms oh, where they like hate each other, floating dude, around. That was so great. Yeah, I lo- and, and I love the whole thing about uh, when they had what did you call him? 
Steven Tyler face? Yeah, Steven Tyler. <laughs> Bear. His name's Bear. Bear. Yeah, Bear. Uh, when they're like pulling it like out of him, uh, and there's a great shot where it's just like they're uh, like yanking it out and it just uh, keeps stretching and yeah. stretching. I thought it was gonna like fly off, like going to the fan, yeah. like <laughs> fucking yeah, that's, yeah. That's so great. And when she's looking at it, uh, when Scully's looking at it through the the, the microscope, a lot of great microscope shots. Oh, a lot of episode. microscope shots. A lot of great microscope. And uh, and you see them like snapping Fighting? at yeah. each other. I thought that was great. It reminded me of. Uh, was it Star Trek, The Wrath of Khan? Oh, Just yeah. That whole thing where, like, any, the ear? Any close up of an ear and a worm going inside, anytime a worm is going and any kind of. Oh. Well, there's that, that really cool effect of the worm moving around in the back of their oh, neck and yeah, shit. That's yeah, yeah. creepy. Oh, that, yeah, that's that's really great. To, uh, do you want to. Do you know what the. Do you know what the bot fly is? This is real life. The, what the bot fly is? Bot fly. No, I don't know what do that is. Do yourself a favor. Oh, oh, we should have a segment no. called Real Life X Files. <laughs> Do yourself a favor if you're up for it. Look up Botfly, oh. and I'm sure this is this is where this goes, sort of got a little bit of the idea. I think it's in Peru or Costa Rica. A friend of mine had it. It burrows under your skin, and then it's it'll sit like in your skull. A lot of people's skull, but like under above the skull, under the skin, so you see it moving around, and it's got a little like breathing hole oh. on the neck. And the way they get it out, dude, the way they get it out is they one of the ways they take a piece of raw meat. And they put it on the hole so it comes to eat the meat. And then you got to fucking grab it and pull it out. What? Cause, and then it lays eggs in there if you wait too long. And then it turns into a fucking flying thing and flies out of that hole, leaving the neck, leaving more eggs in there. So you got to get it right away. What? There's tons of videos online Hell. of them X-Files style pulling out shit Hell no, of people's dude. heads. I can't handle that. Their eyes, there's it's, one with the, It's pretty intense. Oh! It's intense. Bot fly. disgusting. Yeah. So I can't that's handle there. that. Oh. Uh, oh. Yep, uh, pretty good, right? Oh, that's, uh, well, that's awful. This is also another interesting this thing. Um, the same guy, Darren Mooney, said, Wong and Morgan Wright Mulder is a man obsessed with vindication of pr- and proof, but with no regard for the consequences of his crusade. Now, so far, it's felt like Mulder, you know, he's he's trying to find crazy shit and get to the bottom of it. But to him, like same with the computer thing, he realized destroying the computer is the right thing to do, even if, you know, you learn more from keeping it. He realizes the people who are sort of suffering are more important than the crusade. Here is the first time where he's a little more reckless about it, where he's mm-hmm. like, we got to bring this thing back. You know, let's bring this thing back. What did you think of that? Did you think that um, was he like sort of being unreasonable there? Or did you think that made sense? I, I, I notice, and it's just from watching the whole show more so than watching it uh, for the first time. I, I, I did I did realize like, oh yeah, this is the beginning of seeing like when Mulder sometimes is so close-minded yeah. on, his, on his goal, on his mission that he just refuses to like, hey man, I know Scully is not giving you the answer that you want to hear. I know that she's giving you the government answer, but she might be right on this one. Yeah, and then you know? when they torch the place, maybe it's a cover-up. Maybe they're just doing the right thing. Yeah, abso- you know? of course. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. As Scully says at the end, he's like, but it's out there. And she says, leave it there. I thought that was such <laughs> that's, a great... That's, that's pretty great. Yeah, that was a great reaction. It, it, a, lot, a, a, a lot of the uh, the final moments uh, in episodes of the show yeah. are, are, are great little just great little lines like that where it's like, yeah, but you know, what's going to happen out there? We'll never know. Yeah. <laughs> There's going to be eight more seasons. You'll never know. 
uh, I, I thought the, the writing in the show is so smart. Like, not just subtle character stuff, but, like, specific lines are, like, really, really smart. Like, I don't see shows now that have, like, really great writing like that. Like, there's a lot of, like, Mulder's, like, a really smart character. Mm-hmm. And he says a lot of really smart, like, his insults and stuff are, like, pretty intelligent. Yeah. The... I think it helps in this episode, too, that is that they literally have, what is it, four or five people that they have to deal with. Right. I mean, Banya, Banya just kind of shows up for a little bit, and then he's and then he's dead. Yeah, <laughs> Banya's gone. He, he, yeah. Can't, he can't handle it. Yeah. Uh, so so it, it, you, they, they, they really get, I think the writers really got to focus on, yeah, let's just work on these fucking beats. It's not going to take place. I mean, it's a one-location episode. Uh, it's a one-location episode, so it's they don't have to worry about explaining a lot it's really it's very dialogue driven you know yeah and I, I think that's that, that that that's huge for for this episode because it gets it gets those things across and it is a really great location i think like the 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 space the, the station the snow station whatever it's called is really really cool and they said i read a bunch of the production notes that it was written as a bottle episode because the season was going so over budget <laughs> that they wrote it to be cheap but then it ended up being way more expensive because of the the special effects shots and all that's that so shit that's so funny because yeah. that's funny because when you when you watch the show now are you thinking man this is really an expensive looking show or are you yeah. just like man this is cheap as hell well, that's why they, they they think that was expensive or when i watch those episodes now i'm like man this looks so rinky dinky well, it, outside of the one special effect shot of like something flying in the sky yeah. really quick, you know? But 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 what covers it up, I think, is what you said, like, they use shadows so well and stuff, yeah. you know? Like, it looks so cool. Like, it's such a cool-looking show. It's, like, the CG on the worms is kind of doofy. But it, it's, it looks kind of cool and weird. Like, the move kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Like, it, you know, it's... It, the close-up of those practical, like, like, like on, on the dog, the worm going oh, through. Oh, yeah. Just the first time you see it, it's not on the level. I'm not saying that it's on the level of Alien when the fucking chess yeah r- r- when it rips out his chest but it's but it is that moment of oh shit did you just see that did, did i just see what i what i thought i saw that's always a yeah. great little moment when something comes across the screen and you're not quite sure yeah and the, and the characters in the in the story are having the same reaction yeah I, I love when something like that happens yeah there's a great have you seen the descent the british horror movie the descent so where they go spelunking? They go on dude, I cave. Think, I think we, we saw it together. We saw it in yeah, the theater. yeah. I think you told oh, me like we what a great movie, that. right? Yeah, dude, that's that, a fucking that, great. That, that was a lot of fun. That movie has a lot of that. Where in the beginning, where like you know you're underground, and then you're like, wait, what the fuck was that? Yeah, <laughs> wait, is this is this movie more than just about these girls getting trapped in the cave? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, defi- yeah it's a, it definitely is. Like, it's like from dusk till dawn. Like, what is this movie about now? Wait, wait, wait. What? Yeah, I thought we were just lost. Yeah, that was a movie about people being lost. It's already one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. <laughs> now there's more there's more to this but I thought the X-Files you're right there's that little shit where like wait what was that what? oh shit yeah. like um, and uh, this uh, this episode really did a lot with like a little you know like there's you know there's not much crazy special effects stuff it's all acting it's all tension it's all the dialogue yeah. it's all you know like cramped spaces oh. and, and I really loved so much just because I love the thing and John Carpenter so much I, I do remember just being a kid and watching it and being like God damn it, I hope this show's on forever. Yeah. Because there just wasn't other shows doing it. And doing it and taking it seriously. It wasn't like a parody of it. No. It wasn't making light of it. No. It was really trying to pay some kind of like homage to it. Yeah. And, and being the first show doing it, ugh, when th- you're fucking 15, I also read it's right in your wheelhouse. Saying that 
Carpenter said that the thing is sort of a little bit of an AIDS metaphor where you like you have it and you don't want people to know it. Like it's this, you know, mm-hmm. thing. And they said so, same same with this episode kind of, you know, where like like Bear has it. He knows he has it. He doesn't want people to know it. Like he's ashamed of it. And, you know, he is terrible at hiding that there is something wrong with him. No, he's right. Like, he's he is sweating. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, he's dude. just like, hey, so the spots probably don't mean anything, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't have them. Yeah. But if I did. Let's say somebody <laughs> was fucking freaking out and saw these. All those things are disgusting. When they really? show when they show a close up of those little like the black bl- nodules, like, yeah, nasty. super gross, <laughs> super gross. And this this episode is one that shows up on a lot of like top ten X Files lists. And so far, I love Fallen Angel, which I just watched or rewatched earlier today because it has this character Max Fennig, who's one of my favorite char- characters in the X Files. Um, love that episode, but this one. So far, I think it's pretty, pretty. It's the best one yet. I think. Oh, I, I think one hundred percent. But it's 100%. interesting. So I went on the message boards to read it, and uh, it's people are still sort of forming their opinion on the X Files where it's going to go. So some of the earlier episodes, like the first time the liver guy showed up, they were like, "Wait, why were there no aliens in this one?" Because <laughs> yeah. this was a show where there was two different kinds of stories, and people didn't know that yet. For sure. You know? Absolutely. There's also one person who worked at Fox, and she would always be like, yeah, I wrote the script for this one. Like, she was kind of showing off. <laughs> she shows up a bunch. But this episode, right then, people didn't actually love it. Listen to this. Is it just me, or did the tacky little the thing kind of rip, uh, rip off on X-Files prove that the series is going to be a disappointment after, wa- after, after all? It was not merely full of holes. It was about as suspenseful as watching paint dry. I, I, I started out expecting X-Files to be dumb, ju- dumb junk, was pleasantly surprised to find out that it wasn't what I thought it would be, and I'm now finding out it was what I thought it was going to be after all. Um, another, after reading that many sounded, positive... That sounded like gibberish. I don't trust that person. Uh, after reading many positive messages about the X-Files, I decided to watch it last night. Please tell me it was an exception. Couldn't the writers come up with a more original plot than a rehash of The Thing with shades of The Wrath of Khan? Um, and then another person says... I generally enjoyed the X-Files, but not really the last two episodes. Uh, you can't give them credit for originality. So this was an episode, weirdly, that all the message boards, are, uh, people didn't like it at the time. At least on these message boards. Yeah. It was overwhelmingly negative. For, for the people who are watching it, who are going to be watching it for the first time, you, you kind of have to watch this show, this episode in particular, knowing, yes, to those things that you were saying, Camille, but... This is the first show that was doing that at the time. Yeah. You know? And doing it really, really and, well. And doing it really well. And not with any kind of... The winks to the camera are not obvious. Like it, It's not like a broad kind of like stroke, you know? It's just like little details in there that if you appreciate the genre or appreciate those kinds of movies, yeah. you're like, oh, fuck, man. They're really... When you're a fan of that, they're like, oh, fuck, that's for me. I get it. I get it. This is perfect. Like, apparently, one of the characters is named after the guy who wrote the book that the movie The Thing is based on. You know how The Thing is the thing from another world? Yeah. So that movie was based on a book by some guy named, I think his name's John Campbell. And one of the yeah. characters' name is Campbell. <laughs> on the show. So they're not trying to hide it, yeah. you know? I like that. Um, so this episode did better than the, the one just before it. 10 million viewers. Um, and this one, uh, alongside Conduit, was released on VHS in 96. Rem- remember when they would just do like two episodes oh, yeah, per dude. box? <laughs> yeah. 
So this was one of the ones that, that they deemed worthy of coming out. Uh. Oh, Glenn Morgan, one of the, the you know, Glenn Morgan and um, who's the other guy, James Wong? James Glenn Wong. Morgan's yeah. younger brother, Darren Morgan, wrote, I think, he wrote four X-Files episodes that are some of my favorite ones. He wrote Clyde Bruckman's Final Repose. That's a great one. Uh, he wrote Jose Chung's From Outer Space. He wrote, and then he acted in one called Small Potatoes. That's also a great one. That, that's like a later one, right? Later. Is wait. that the one with the guy with the tail? The guy with the tail. Yeah, that one's great. That one's a funny one. That's a funny episode. This is the first show for me, Is it, is it was it for you as well, where I would start to pay attention to credits? Yes. So like when, as, as the show went along and I would see like, you know, Glenn Morgan and James Wong, I'd be like, ooh, shit, yeah. Or directed by David Nutter. David like, Nutter, oh, yeah. Their, their season finales were, were so great. So it would always be like, oh, who directed this season finale? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. If Chris Carter directed it, it was like, oh, this is a fucking big deal. He's, you know, he's, whenever the show creator yeah. is the one When he comes it, down from the ex- ex- exactly. ivory tower to be like, uh, <laughs> let me at this. Exactly. I dude. got an idea. That, oh, that was so great. This show really lent itself to fandom so well because obviously, you know, the subject matter is like shit that us nerds like, like horror, sci-fi, that kind of shit. But also, a, you know, you're sort of talking to people trying to figure out what's going on, like piece together the story. So that's interesting, like fandom thing to talk about. Mm-hmm. Then also, as you said, behind the scenes stuff is just as interesting, like because they've got this group of guys and, you know, different people do different things. So you're like, but they use the same group of people. So you start seeing like, oh, these guys like to write like this. These guys like to write like oh, this. For this sure. guy, when he directs, he uses shadows in this way. Absolutely. Yeah. You could tell like, oh, this one's going to be a little bit more quirky. This yeah. This one's going to be a little bit uh, more of this. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like the tilted camera thing that X-Files did. That, that yeah. was fucking awesome. Yeah. That was fucking great. Yeah. I didn't even notice that they were doing that until I saw the Simpsons parody of the X-Files and I was like, <laughs> oh, right. They do the <laughs> tilting thing all the I, time. I, I noticed it in the in the Ghost in the Machine episode when Mulder goes to see him uh, at the prison and he does, he does again the, the, the scene where he talks about uh, Hiroshima yeah. because there's a shot where Mulder is like, just he says something to him like, oh, I, and you're talking to me about immor- immorality. And it cuts to that guy, yeah. but it's just like this weird, yeah. from, from above shot, Real sharp canted angle, yeah. angle. Yeah, his face is kind of like a little bit distorted. Yeah. yeah, I was like, there is that. That's if you were to take a picture of the X Files, that's it. That shot is yeah, it right like there. A grainy shot off kilter. Pur- purple lighting in the background. Yeah, something was. There was always a room uh, somewhere the, far off that was yeah. purple. Yeah, and that light would spill on in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some texture hey could you guys open the uh, door to the purple room we want to get a little depth here um so uh this episode obviously uh, all the creators and writers really love this one james morgan talked about how they got the idea from that ice he said uh basically uh the ice had been the same for a quarter of a million years and we said wow what could be down there so with ice there was that article and also that worms are just horrible. So these guys found these like worms alive, 250,000 year old ice. And then they were like, hey, wh- what kind of worms could they be? Uh, so this one, yeah, John Campbell wrote a book called Who Goes There? That then became the thing. Hmm. Um, Chris Carter, Glenn Morgan, all these guys, you know, uh, Morgan defended a little bit. He's like, just because we set it in the Antarctic doesn't make it a thing ripoff, which it really isn't. It's an homage, and it's, but but it's really well done. Like the thing is probably my favorite horror movie. Yeah, number one. Yeah, horror sci-fi probably number one. It's up there. That's that 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 one's that one's pretty high. Uh, What's number one for you? It's so like hard. Horror movie. Oh, man. Horror sci-fi. The thing is up there a lot. I'm a huge John Carpenter fan, man. Especially like that early, like early, like seven. Ghosts of Mars. <laughs> I saw Ghosts of Mars in the I theater. I dude. saw Vampires. In the theater. 
Vampires isn't bad. No, Vampires I've never bad. seen Ghost of Mars. Ghost of Mars, uh, Ice Cube. Ice Cube's that's in it. tough. It's tough. That's tough, dude. That's a tough to that, get through. But I, I like the that's vampires a, tough a lot. That's a cube to swallow. <laughs> in the Mouth of Madness, great idea. Uh, you but... know what? When I saw In the Mouth of Madness when I was a kid, I was like, this movie's kind of blowing my mind right now. <laughs> <laughs> With the biking guy, right? Oh, like, yeah, oh yeah, Who looks el- el- exactly like John Carpenter. Sutter Kane. Sutter really? Kane. That's a great name. Great name. Great name. Yeah. I, would say, I would say Halloween might be my favorite horror movie. Okay. Yeah. Halloween is. I mean, they live is such a fucking. Oh, ba- it's dude. not a horror movie, yeah, but it's yeah. so badass. That, that, yeah, that's just one of my favorite. That's movies. a great movie. Absolutely. Um, Glenn Morgan and James Wong said that they wanted to uh, write a story focusing on Scully. We wanted to put her on the spot, get her in a situation where we would have to ask: To what degree did she trust Mulder? So basically, they said that to put her in a situation where she was responsible for him. Because Mulder's not... Another thing you notice is that Mulder's not great with people. So Scully's sort of like working the group. Like, everything's going to be okay. Listen, I have the gun, but we'll be fine. Mulder's just like, fuck you. Mulder's just going off the rails. So you sort of see how these different people deal with uh, intense situations. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really cool because Mulder's such a loner. He doesn't... You know, he's shitty to the local cops. He's shitty to everybody. He doesn't care. And then Scully, you realize why they need each other because then Scully sort of comes in and it's like, hey, listen. Yeah, right? she's... It's just, <laughs> sorry. Him, yeah. Excuse my guy right here. I'm yeah, so, so sorry yeah, for yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, what, what did you say your name was? <laughs> Reba? Reba? She's the buffer. She's yeah. the buffer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll take it Where did you me. get the coat? It's a great coat. <laughs> anyway, can we just let him chill out for a little bit? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, she's uh she's totally good. Um, um, and so they so basically they made it for that. Uh, it's, having it's, it's yeah. greatly placed in the series. Yes. Uh, this episode where you're just trusting Mulder the whole time, trusting trusting Mulder the whole time, and learning how to trust Scully, and now the person who you first look at right away to be like, I don't know if you're right on this, is Mulder. You right, know? right. Because he's so like he's he's just so blinded. And the, when they put those when they put those two guns on each other, I forgot. I was like, Oh Holy no, shit. no, yeah, you, you guys yeah. shouldn't be doing this. No. no, 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 no. All you have is each other. It's so great. I, yeah. I, I love that moment so much. Um, yeah. So it, it, and it, you're right. It comes exactly at the right time. It's episode seven. So now they've got a rapport. Everything's good. And suddenly, yeah. maybe everything's not right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um, they said, having worked out where they wanted to take Scully in the structure of the story, the writers asked themselves where Mulder was at the same points of the storyline and what interesting things they could do with the character. This resulted in the pair of writers imagining the concept of Mulder being the first to lower his gun in a scene where he and Scully suspiciously aim their weapons at each other. That was just to so show how much he had come to trust her from the pilot. Um, I wish I had noticed that more. Man, that's great. Yeah, he, so he lowers great. the gun, yeah. which is such a great little, like, such a little moment, you know? Yeah, yeah. And they also, they also talk about how they wanted to be, like, they're fighting, fighting, and then they go and check each other, and they come back, like, back to Mulder and Scully, you know? So there's some discord. Mm-hmm. They, they check each other, and she's walking away, and then he holds her, and then he oh, checks yeah, her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of sensual. And oh. then, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of sensual. they walk out, and they're back to Mulder and Scully, yeah. you know? Um, David Duchovny dubbed this installment the first really rocking episode. <laughs> and uh, uh, Scully, I mean, Jillian, Jillian Anderson, <laughs> uh, also said she was like, this was her favorite. Uh, up and, she said, when we started doing that episode, we realized like, oh, we're working on a fucking show. Here. <laughs> nice. We're doing something here, you yeah. know. Uh, it really is the first one that really like clicks. And I, you know, I really love the pilot, Deep Throat, Squeeze. They're all great episodes. Um, this is the first one that you're like, when you think of the best of X-Files, this one is in that conversation. For sure. 
There's 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 episodes where you can tell the episode is working because they're trying to figure out their voice. Yeah. And this one, it's like you guys have it figured out. Yeah. If you if you were to just do more like these, you you would have one of the best first seasons of a television well, show. It's also interesting because you need need to lay all the groundwork so now that you know they trust each other. Now they can start fucking it up. Now mm-hmm. they can be like, all right, you think Mulder's a good good at his job? Well, now look at him. Look at him being here. Oh, you think he cares about people? And it, look, he's fucking it up for the crusade. So oh, for sure. So now that it's all established, they can start like. Somebody said shit. What was it? Ah, oh, forget who said it. I think it was Mitch Hurwitz, the creator of. Um, or as a development, or they said, asked him about character, and he said, character is inconsistency. Oh, yeah. That's what sure. I read it somewhere. And so I think this episode sort of shows that, like, where you've seen their consistent characters, now you see them being inconsistent. That's what adds, like, depth to them as people, you know? Oh, for sure, man. And, I mean, there's there's going to be, you'll get to them, but there's, like, when it gets to, like, season four, season five, when there's so much history built oh, already yeah. up between them, and then these moments happen again. Yeah. But it's no longer. The moment where it's the first time happening to them, yeah, they they can also relate to this history that they had. It just adds this whole another emotional weight to it. That's just like oh, they're, they're, the the shades of gray are much more interesting than uh, just straight black and white. While I'm watching, drama. yeah, while I'm watching these episodes, I think of like episodes that are coming, and I'm like, oh my god, there's so much great oh, yeah. stuff coming up. Like two, three, four, five, six. There's like <laughs> so many great episodes coming up. Dude, you've you've really got me thinking. Uh, man, am I gonna? try and watch along with the podcast yeah you should or should i just fucking barrel through and just start like tonight when i get home <laughs> tonight when i get home am i just gonna watch five the next five great episodes from season one or some oh, shit? oh man you know? uh the one i'm watching fallen angels fucking really really good yeah. and to me it's like exactly my favorite x-files episodes where it's like showing a little implying a lot yeah. and that's what this is you see a little bit but what it implies is like crazy and huge and it's just out of reach, you yeah, know? Like, that's, that's why it's so crazy to me that they were talking about uh, the show was going over budget. Because it's like, this isn't, a sh- this isn't the flashiest show on TV, no. but it's definitely, w- it was one of the moodiest shows yeah. on TV. It was one of the most stylized shows on TV, but I wasn't thinking to myself, man, they are putting... Yeah, they're f- pumping money into this. Yeah, this yeah. isn't like a million dollar episode show. No. This doesn't seem like that at all. Uh, I wonder how much they were spending on it, huh? That's interesting. I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can find it. Even just finding the ratings information was kind of tricky. Like it's, oh, really? it's well, because there's like there's they do it by households or by number of people, and then sometimes those numbers are like they just they're weird. Like the way they keep track of it's weird. I really want to know what was going up against. Yeah, on what Fridays? was going on on Friday nights? Yeah, I'm really. I'll find out. Yeah. I'll find out. It's interesting. <laughs> like it's sort of taking me back to those. You know, when I first saw the f- saw the show, and so the world was uh, so big. <laughs> <laughs> it was, man. Now with the internet, weirdly, it all feels small. Like yeah. I could just go to like, you know, check the internet and find out what's going on anywhere. Yeah. There, you kind of had to like. And there was there was a part of there was a part of me that loved that a lot of people weren't watching the show. Because it was yeah. like, okay, fine, and this is my secret. Yeah. You know, oh, you're not watching it good. Because you know what? You'd actually, you probably wouldn't get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, anyway. yeah. It's not for you. So, yeah, yeah. So I don't need yeah. you now. They're going to fucking start catering the show <laughs> to like, you. It's like, oh, you don't like cocaine? That's okay. <laughs> More for me. <laughs> I've never done cocaine. Um, but yeah, and so at this point, I think I read some stuff. Fox picked it up because they noticed it's a cult hit. They noticed that the people who love the show really love it. Yeah. And then it sort of starts slowly going up and up. Like every season until five is up and up and then five is huge. Yeah. 
sort of ends a little bit smaller. So the movie comes out at a weird time where it's like a little bit on the way down is when the movie comes out. And then it's pretty steady decline after that. But yeah. it sort of became a huge like pop culture phenomenon you Dude, know, it was, it, a few was, years after this. I was working at, at Blockbuster at the same time as well. And this is just like when Premiere Magazine was a big fucking thing yeah. and Entertainment Weekly. And yeah, I mean, we would just have like rows of like, well, it was either Mulder was on the cover uh-huh. or Scully was on the cover or Mulder and Scully were on the cover. Yeah. You know, and it was just like, it was, I, and I loved it because I was oh, yeah. like, because to me, I was like, see what I tell you? I ya? was right. I told you the show was great, yeah. people. Now, you're welcome board well in the first episode when devin was on we talked a little bit about how this is the show that sort of made it okay like us nerds have liked this like nerdy shit our whole lives mm-hmm. and, but this is the one where you're like see this stuff is good yeah, right it's, okay. <laughs> it's good exactly. i was right yeah I was, it's what? not that this stuff got better this is although this was great and we hadn't seen anything like this but this stuff's been good for a while you're just catching on now absolutely a hundred percent yeah that's why god damn it i wish i hated when I was like, oh, this, you're going to love this show, The X-Files. Uh, and then I would show it to her. And I'd be like, okay, that timing. one wasn't that good. The yeah. next one yeah. is going to be great. Yeah, it's oh. tough. Uh, thanks so much for coming, Ricky. Hey, thanks for having me. Come yeah. back. We'll, we'll talk about oh, another ep- a couple Please. episodes. I would love to. Um, oh, yeah. Go to feralaudio.com. That's the hub of uh, uh, The X-Files Files. There's a bunch of awesome shows on there. You can click donate and donate to the show if you would like. Um, uh, thank you again, Squarespace, for sponsoring us. Um, and... Um, keep listening hey hope you guys enjoyed that episode uh if you have any comments or questions or anything please email the files files at gmail.com i'm getting awesome genuinely really really awesome emails so um please email me if you have ideas for guests you know i'm looking for sort of uh non-obvious suggestions you know so Please email me. Let me know who you'd like to see on the show. If you have a connection to someone connected with the X-Files or a connection to someone who you think would be a great guest on the show, please send me an email. Um, Next week, we will be discussing uh, two more episodes. We will be discussing Fallen Angel and Eve. And they are both absolutely fantastic episodes. Uh, Both really, really good episodes. Uh, Devin Faraci is back to talk about those. Uh, So watch those. That's your homework for next time. Um... Yeah, and you know what's been really exciting about this podcast is all the people who'd never seen The X-Files who are now watching it because of this show. So, I don't know, that that makes me really happy. Uh, All right, thanks for listening, guys. Do you like science? You like jerks? If you answered yes or no or declined to state because Illuminati, man. Then you should check out the Science Jerks podcast on the Boardwalk Audio Network. Each episode, we talk about science news and play games with our comedian friends. The Science Jerks. It's science merged with comedy. Because Let's do some science.